Do you have trouble seeing up close or far away? How about at night? I know I do. Go check out Design for Vision and Sunglass Central. They are the premier eye care center for all eyeglasses, sunglasses, and contact lenses in southeastern PA. Whether it is the quality eyeglasses, sunglasses, or contacts that you're looking for, their styles represent the latest in fashionable but affordable eyewear. Not only do they offer a wide selection of non-prescription brands, but they offer prescription lenses fabrication. Whether it's in-store or online, they carry all major brands such as Oakley, Dolce & Gabbana, Coach, Michael Kors, Ray-Ban, Maui Jim, Wiley X, and many more. With over 50 years of experience, Design for Vision and Sunglass Central are the best in fabrication, selection, and fitting of designer and specialty glasses. Design for Vision has convenient locations in Morrisville, Levittown, New Hope, Newtown, and Jameson. Sunglass Central can be found at the New Hope, Newtown, and Jameson locations. That's designforvision.com and sunglasscentral.net. This is Chet with Flow Racing. You're listening to the Four Wide Salute Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of the Four Wide Slew podcast. I am so happy to be back after six and a half months off the air. And we're back with a brand new episode for you guys. Not going to take this intro crazy like I have in the past. We will get back to our normal breaking news items and results. But for the first episode back, I figured we will just uh, take it easy this time. So for those of you I did not talk to personally about what's been going on, I will be absolutely honest with you about why I stopped doing episodes. Well, I had noticed around the time that the last episode aired that there was so much negativity going on in the racing industry. So much negativity. A lot of it on social media. So much going on surrounding the Tuscarora 50 weekend and when they should run their rain date and this and that. A lot of people sitting at home that don't have anything to do with working in the motorsports industry, other than being a fan, that thought they had the answer. And so much has transpired over the past six months that people have had opinions about which you're allowed to have your opinions. But the lengths that people go to was getting out of hand. And as a race director, as someone who holds responsibility at a racetrack, someone who is friends with so many people in this industry, drivers, other race directors, track owners, promoters, mechanics, whatever the case is, I felt like I had a duty to answer to all of the complaints and the bullshit. And I said to myself, I cannot keep answering that. So I felt the best thing to do 
was to take a step back and relax. I mean, this stuff had me irritated too much. And that was the problem. I was irritated. I was miserable all the time because of the stupidity out there. So I took some time off, spent some time with my friends, spent some time with my family, and I ignored a lot of it. Now, going forward, things are going to happen. As you all are aware, I mean, the area we're in here in the Northeast, racing kicked off this weekend. We had the indoor nationals with the 600 micros in Trenton, which, wow. We also had the icebreaker that ran today that was supposed to run the whole weekend, but they decided to postpone and just run today. So this is going to start rolling faster as we go, as everyone's aware of. There's a lot of stuff coming up in March. A lot of modified stuff. A lot of the sprint car stuff is starting. There, It's going to continue to just get more and more and more. So as the season goes on, yes, I will be speaking to some of those things. But I feel as if I don't need to necessarily answer the stupidity as much as I was. Unless something com- just gets completely out of hand. And look. I know we missed a lot of things over the past six months. A lot of things have transpired. The explosion of the High Limit series. The purchase of the All-Stars by Kyle Larson and Brad Sweet, which is now no longer. There's been a lot of driver changes going on locally and nationally. I spent the Chili Bowl at the fucking Chili Bowl. And there will be an episode coming up. We're going to go into the details of that and give you my take on everything that transpired. The facility, my trip, why I can't stand United Airlines anymore. Um, A lot of things. I'm going to go into more detail about that. But a lot of things have transpired. So I apologize now for not covering everything that has gone on. But over time, I'm sure we'll speak about some of those things. But I will be back with breaking news and and everything like normal as we move forward with this podcast and as I roll into more consecutive episodes. So with that being said, again, we're not going to get into the meat and potatoes of everything that transpired in the past week or even the past six months. And we're just going to get into this episode that I'm going to have for you guys here momentarily. 2024 Big Diamond Speedway schedule has been released and myself and one of Dirt Track Digest's own Kenny Bruce, we dive into this for, I believe this is the fourth consecutive year this is this episode is happening, which, yeah, I'm a little, uh, I'm a little partial to it as, well, that's my track that I work at. So go into all the great things on the schedule, what to expect, new drivers coming in and That's it. Like I said, not going to go crazy with this intro. Get you guys into the episode quicker and just stay tuned for more. As time goes on, these episodes will keep happening. And uh, I know a slight few of you who have been up my butt about when is the next episode happening. Well, this one's for you. So until next time. 
Enjoy the show. Bill Brown and Company, located in Hamilton, New Jersey, has been in the printing and promotional products business since 1946. Owner and proud Dirt Track supporter Ken Bruce has been with the company since 1987 and continues to deliver the customer service that Bill Brown and Company has since the beginning. Kenny supports Dirt Track Racing through the sponsorship of the number 4M602 Crate Sportsman of Logan Watt and the number 11 Modified of Danny Heber and is also a very proud sponsor of this 4 Wide Salute podcast. You can reach Bill Brown and Company by phone at 609-586-1474 or by email at kbruce at billbrowninc.com. You can also check out all of Bill Brown's promotional products on their website at www.billbrowninc.com. On this episode of the Four Wide Sloop podcast, we have our wonderful contributing analyst, Kenny Bruce of Dirt Track Digest fame. And we're going to look at Big Diamond's 2024 schedule. And, well, holy shit. I feel like every year it progresses in a good way. How can we top it? And somehow we top it. Yeah, yeah, we do. That's for sure. Uh, it's unbelievable. I mean, uh, the money Jake's putting out for races, especially, you know, the month of May, 5000 a win for every modified race. That's that's something that's unprecedented. I can't talk the word unprecedented, but um, it's also it's good for the modifieds. It's you know they complain they want to make money, they want to wait for higher prices, their purses. So here it is, come and get it. Yeah, I mean, again, we always know our schedule is tight because of having to stop at Labor Day. We've we've already gone over that many times, but we only end up with about twenty modified races in a year. That's if we don't rain out. And I believe half of them are more than a regular paying race, which is insane. Oh, yeah. yeah, it is insane. It's crazy. Uh, you know, I've gotten some feedback from talking to a couple drivers, and they're like, wow, I can't believe it. And it's, you know, it, it makes them, you know, want to race there. So, but we'll see what happens. You know, drivers talk and teams talk, and we'll see uh, if they show up for it. Well, and that's what I was talking with Jake about last night. You know, we were discussing what events are going to be draw shows. We had an issue last year where I was telling everyone for the entire month before the prelude of the Coal Cracker, it was, a, it was a draw show. It's always been a draw show, which understandable, pays 10 grand to win. Why wouldn't it be? He wanted it to be a handicap show, but I only found out the week of the event. And I said, well, I that's going to make everything a mess. I said, why don't we look at that for next year? Which, understandably so, Grandview has always run their Forest Rogers kind of around the same time, same type of deal. There's the handicap show. Give your regulars a reward for being a regular. Well, we were also talking about who shows up for the draw shows. Usually we know we can expect certain guys this many times a year because they're draw shows. Guys like Frank Cozy, guys like, I mean, obviously Jack Butler is going to be a regular, but in those situations, same deal. But I said, here's the question. Although they're not draw shows, this whole month of May, five grand to win modified shows, does it, not saying guys are going to commit to running the full schedule, 
But do these guys just ignore the fact that it's not a draw show and say, screw it. You make the invert. You start 12th. You still have a realistic chance. Right. Absolutely. Um, and be honest with you, I was thinking the same thing. There's only three shows in April before May. So if you run them three shows, and one of them's a draw show because it's Money in the Mountains, so you still only have to run two regular point shows, and you're in the points. Yep, so, so that's it. There's two point races in the month of April. So basically, if you just sacrifice Friday, April 26th, as the only one that's not paying anything special, and it's a handicap show, you just come, show up, you're going to be in the handicap for the month of May if you show up every week. Right. Exactly. Exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. So it, it pays to show up for that one regular show. Well, and let's let's drag it on a little bit further. Do you remember? God, I remember what year this was. 19, 20, 21, somewhere in there. Lawbach was committed to running Bridgeport. Lawbach ran Grandview. in the first couple of shows because Bridgeport hadn't started yet. Ended up being the point leader at Grandview and stuck around the whole season because of that reason. Yes, I've seen that happen before. A couple different guys a lot. I think Buckwalder, that was the situation with him when he won our point title in 21. He didn't intend on running point races, but he was the point leader and said, well, might as well just stick it out. So if this is the case for what we're talking about guys sticking around just to be in the handicap for May. Who knows who's that point leader come the end of May? Do we end up seeing some guys stick around and say, well, why not just go for it? You know, uh, exactly. I mean, there's a lot of situations there. Billy Pouch Jr. is one I keep thinking of because obviously we know he's doing his own thing this year with his car. I don't believe he's committed anywhere full time on a Saturday at this point. I know he's got. He will be, I think, but not yet. He's got vested interest in the 14 team with Bridenstine. So even if he doesn't bring his car every week, if he shows up these first couple of weeks with Bridenstine's car and they're doing good, even if Bridenstine says, hey, we're not going to run these two dates, doesn't mean Billy doesn't show up them two dates with his car. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I told him about it. He was like, wow, that's amazing. That's awesome. So maybe we will. And, you know, I, even then, I don't think we'll commit the whole year because of BP3 running. Right, right. But, uh, but still, it, you, you get some of these drivers for the first couple months of the season, and, you know, it's – I mean, we get fans regardless because Jake has a good following up there on Friday nights. But anything you these bigger-name drivers in, sometimes it's going to bring more fans in, and that just makes it even better for everybody. Absolutely. So let, let's start it off with, of course, Friday, April 12th is our season opener. Prior to that, we do have the third year in a row we're going to run the annual Parade of Power in the town of Minersville. It's a neat little event. Nothing huge, nothing crazy. Some food vendors, some entertainment. Obviously, you'll get some of your uh, marketing people up there trying to sell you windows and all kinds of crap. But um. Got a bunch of guys that have signed up to present their cars to run to do the parade through town. Um, some non-race cars, actually. 
and uh, get them all lined up. Those guys will be there, sign autographs, take pictures with their cars. Some guys will even let you sit in their cars. Just a neat little event for the town. You know, come on up and check that out. And then, of course, practice the following day, which is Sunday. Open anybody with a roll cage. But then the following Friday is the 52nd annual season opener, the Thaw Brawl. Four divisions on the card. Our four house divisions, of course. 358 Modifieds paying extra. So are the crates. So are the Roadrunners. And our whole new class of rookies, which we have two returning. Uh, Mackenzie Smith and Danica Guts have committed to running rookies to start the season, which there's no harm in that. They're allowed to. Yeah, yeah. There is no there is no forced graduation with our class unless you become a frequent winner. So I have, I believe, nine or ten rookies at this time are signed up. So I'm looking forward to, to seeing what comes of that. Yeah, you know, hopefully Mother Nature plays good with us. And uh, that was a great, you know, good race last year, good field of cars. Paying four thousand over four thousand dollars to win, crates over a thousand. Even the roadrunners are getting some extra money. So, I for one can't wait till it. You know, it's I always look forward to season openers anyway, no matter what track. But I especially look forward to them with Big Diamond because uh, we know that's the start of another good year. Yep, I look forward to seeing the new cars. I like seeing the new paints. Oh yeah, yep. You know, motorsports isn't quite what it used to be with people spoiling what new cars look like. Um, on social media and whatnot, but there's a lot of guys that are committed to running. I haven't seen what their car looks like, and I hope I don't, honestly, until it hits the track. So I think that'll be a uh, a little nice surprise for everyone that, that shows up. And then Yeah, I got a couple sneak previews of a couple guys' cars, and you know, they look really nice. Can't wait to see them all. There's one in particular I cannot wait to see roll out of the trailer. Uh, a little flashback. To about I don't know 15 years ago, maybe even less than that. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Not going to right, yes. elaborate yep. any more than that. Yep. But comparison to what it's looked like, wow, this thing is amazing. Yep, and it's just for Big Diamond too. So that's right. So uh, a little something special just for us on a Friday. And yeah, then I think, I think the crowd's going to be really surprised when they see that. So oh, absolutely. And I told them immediately. I hope you ordered enough merch. Yeah. Because it, it's going to sell like hot, especially when your car looks way different than the previous year. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, everyone's had shirts every year. The car barely changes and it's like, nah, not this year. I'm not going to buy one. But when the colors change, when the design changes, especially when it looks like it does this car, you're going to want a shirt. So I hope they ordered oh, yeah. enough. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a little, te- little teaser. I'll be uh, doing something, an article on that in the next week or so. Awesome. Awesome. So and then we roll on to week, track week number two. Well, of course, um, April 12th, the opener is our first point show. We're not doing points for the rookies again, as we did last year. It doesn't make sense. They're They're getting paid to win races. They are pushed to graduate if they're winning too much. Um doesn't make sense to try and run a points deal when guys are graduating or girls are graduating and being moved up. It just doesn't make any sense to do that. Uh, I think it worked out fine last year doing it that way as well. Um, yeah, I think so. So on to April 19th, of course, one of our key events of the year, the Fritz Roar Memorial Money in the Mountains 
Modifieds running 50 laps for 10,000 to win. And crates on the card also running 1,000 to win. Both divisions getting extra money the first two weeks. Yeah, that's pretty uh, pretty sweet for them guys, for everybody involved. And, you know, it's great for Jake and Jasmine to do that. And, yeah, it, it just shows they appreciate the racers that come there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I just ordered a bunch of checkered flags. I'm going to have drivers sign these flags at different events throughout the season. This definitely being one of them and a lucky uh, young fan will have a chance at winning this signed flag for their room at home or whatever they want to do with it. Not sure how we're going to pick a winner yet, but I'm working on that. And also there will be some events throughout the season where at the redraw behind the flag stand, drivers will be throwing merchandise into the grandstands as well. So a lot of extra things going on. Love it. Yeah. And it seems like we get more and more of that every year, you know, whether it be you and Derek doing it or just people in the stand, you know, the guests keep doing things for the crowd. And I think it just gets more and more each year. And it's, that's, you know, it's great to get the crowd involved and especially the kids because then you might make a fan for life. Absolutely. That is one of the biggest things. I stole the flag idea from the Southern All-Stars late model series down south. Um, they were they may actually had tiny panels made with their series logo on it and they have the driver sign them and they do the same type of deal. It's something so small. Absolutely cheap on our end to buy the materials and even the grumpiest of drivers you tell them they're signing an autograph for a young fan, they don't turn that away. So, yeah, not at all. On to Friday, April 26th, regular show, no extra money on top. We, we discussed this. All four in house divisions on the card are second point show for the divisions, which again sets us up for this month of May. So, before we get into each individual week, I, I thought it was funny. I had no idea this was happening. <laughs> so when I seen the post, of course, I messaged Jake and I said, you did what now? He goes, I had this planned all along. Just didn't know exactly when I was going to do it. But if you look at the schedule, it makes sense. So April, we have the opener. We money in the mountains. Going to June, we have Super Dirt. We have Eastern Storm. Going to July, we have Georgie Stevenson. We have now the topless night was moved to July. And of course, August, we have our prelude to the Cold Cracker, Dave Camp Memorial. May kind of was a lull. There was a little bit of a nothing special going on with the month of May every year. This is perfect. It's the connector to the season. Yeah, absolutely. It, you know, it gets, like you said, there's a lot of big money races in June, starting in June. And, you know, May was sort of like left on an island by itself. And, but not anymore because, you know, with five grand to win for the modifieds for 25 laps, that's what I, you know, <laughs> me personally, if I was me, I would have added five laps to each one. But that's just me personally. But 25 laps for 5,000 to win, that's unbelievable. And, if the drivers and teams don't appreciate that, then that's on them. Yeah, I mean, you're not racing for that kind of money for that many consecutive weeks 
anywhere else in a Northeaster modified. That's just not happening. No, especially for 25 laps. That's right. That's right. So we start off the month of May with Modified Madness, one of my crown jewel events that I'm glad I can say I presented this uh, to be on the schedule last year. Car count was a little down with the Mid-Atlantic Modifieds last year, but first event, let's see what happens. Let's, uh, you got to build this stuff up. It's not, these cars are not necessarily around our area a lot. They're not a lot of hometown guys, but heard a lot of positive feedback from guys like David Stremme and Michael Altabelli last year. They liked the surface. They liked the, the track. They liked everything about the place. So I'm hoping those guys can influence some of their uh, peers to also come up and run this year. And again, modifies five grand to win. Crates are on the card also with Roadrunners. I think this is going to be another stellar show. The whole staff that Minute Lake Modifies brings with them, their organization well run. Tim Light's a great guy, and uh, I look forward to seeing these guys back again. Yeah, they were fun to watch last year. Uh, it was a good good race. It was nice having them there for the first time. Uh, you know, David Strummy obviously pretty much dominated the show, but uh, he dominates a lot of places. But, um, no, I, I'm looking forward to having them back. I was glad when I saw uh, you guys had it back on the schedule this year. It's, uh, you know, something different for the crowd, too. Hey, you know, I don't mind – being able to say that we've had multiple NASCAR drivers win at our track. That's right. We'll take it, right? Yeah, on, we'll take it. On to Friday, May 10th. This one I'm absolutely looking forward to as well. A dual special event. I don't know that it was intended to be this way, but it is this way. 602 Crate Sportsman Classic paying 3000 to win. Again, how many... Great races do you see paying three grand to win? Not a lot. Not many. This will be a draw. This will be a draw show for the crates, at least as of right now. That's the intention. And they're running 10 extra laps. We'll take it. And also the Roadrunner Full Fender Frenzy. Uh, You guys can blame me for that mouthful of a name. That was all me. But this is an interesting concept. It's our Big Diamond Roadrunners versus the Sealands Grove Roadrunners and the Baps Winners Way Extreme Stocks. Yes, people will ask, is there a difference between Sealands Grove Roadrunners and Big Diamonds? Yes, there is. There's different rules. Sealands Grove Roadrunners have a bigger motor. However, they're on DOT tires. They're not on a race tire. That's kind of the equaling out factor. And, that's, you know, as you know, a big block compared to a small block on a 3-8 track isn't necessarily a faster car. So I think in the, the motor realm of these, it's not going to be that big of a difference when it comes to the Sealands Grove cars having a bigger motor. It's, well, gonna, it's worth a try. So It's going to be interesting. I'm curious to what kind of support we see. Obviously, we, we know what to expect with our Roadrunner class. I want to see how many of these uh, these outsiders show up and who knows what happens at that point. And then also, of course, Excel mods showing up for the first time that night, as well as the East Coast Legend Series. This is the former Central PA Legends. Uh, Scott Gobrick has sold off the series. It was purchased by one of their uh, previous drivers and their family. Um, been in contact with these guys already this season. 
It seems like they're treating this a lot more serious as a series. They have a race director. They have uh, their own tech guys. They got a lot of people in place to make this series successful. I'm very interested to see uh, what kind of support they bring along as far as car count goes. Yeah, they, I mean, they always supported uh, Big Diamond pretty well, you know, before. So I would I would expect every, you know, good, good feels again. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then we're going to Friday, May 17th. Um, I want to thank Don Murphy, guy who's driven Roadrunners at Big Diamond, been a supporter for many, many years. Got in contact with us in regards to the Eastern Museum of Motor Racing. They have an event the following day at Circle M Ranch, which is completely unrelated to what we're doing, completely unrelated to EMMR, if I'm not mistaken. It is just... um some exhibition they're doing with some classic cars. Uh, he suggested that being that Circle M Ranch is nearby, why don't we reach out to EMMR, which he has ran with before, and see if they would want to do something. Well, so EMMR, in comparison to a regular vintage night, it, the difference is EMMR does not, they don't race necessarily. It's more of an exhibition. It's a few basically hot lap sessions. They have a lot of older cars that come out that are not necessarily up to speed to what you would think. But I've seen these guys live. There are some cars that are definitely before my time, definitely before your time. They're old, old race cars. And it's so cool to see some of these things and go, they used to race them back in the day, the way they look there. So, um, he rattled off, I don't know, 10 different classes of cars that they get. And uh, I'm very interested to see what support they get for this event. And um, he's he's very anxious for this event to kick off. It's another new track. And uh, so am I. Yeah, it's, it's going to be pretty cool. I mean, I like I mean, I started back in 70 when the coupes and sedans and all that. But some of the, I'm sure some of these are even before that. So. Uh, looking forward to it. When I get a kick out of watching these vintage ones, is when you look inside of them and like you figure, wow, they, they used to race this because there's like no safety equipment at all. And the guys used to race in short sleeve shirts and all that. Is it's compared to the cars of today, it's, it's unbelievable. Oh yeah, I mean, they presented what their requirement is, and it's well above what the requirement was when these things actually ran every week. So. Um, it's going to be pretty neat. It's going to be pretty neat. Um, of course, also, 358 Modifieds, another five grand to win show. Wingless Sportsmen, which are the uh, wingless super sportsmen, if you want to call them that. They go by Wingless Sportsmen. Very impressed with this organization as well last year. Steve Wilbur does a great job organizing these guys. A lot of great support. These guys haul the mail at, at Diamond, too. They're real fast. But just a great group of people. No bullshit. It's all fun for them. They're they're happy to be there. No one's miserable. Um, just a great uh, group of people to have there. And of course, our crates and rookies are on the card as well that night. Be a fun night, different night, you know. Yes, absolutely. Then we go to Friday, May twenty fourth, Quandel Concrete Night again. Modifieds five grand to win. 358 Sprint Car Summer Series. I'm currently looking at the check from last year that is now hanging in my office, uh, made out to Cal Naughton Jr. from uh, 
Talladega Nights. <laughs> but um, unfortunately, this thing rained out, if I'm not mistaken, not once but twice last year. We tried to reschedule yeah, it. Twice. Yep. Um, hoping we're golden with this date this year. Really excited to see 358s um, on the track for the first time. And then, of course, our crates and roadrunners are also on that night as well. Yeah, I, I sort of missed out on you know seeing the, the three fifty eight sprint cars last year. Uh, I never watched them race before. It was, uh, was definitely looking forward to it. Unfortunately, Mother Nature put a kibosh on both nights. Yeah, unfortunately, if I'm not mistaken, the second night we were close. But yes, I believe we were. This never got a chance. And then we um, finish off May with uh, the the last of the five grand to win shows for the modifiers for the month of May, along with our other in-house divisions, crates, roadrunners, and our rookie crates. Another great, solid show. And uh, that month of May, man, it's just crazy. I just can't get past that. Yeah, it's when Jake texted me that, I like looked at it, and I'm like, what? You're kidding me, right? And he's like, Nope, put something out. He said it's gonna happen. And I said, Okay. And I said, That's awesome. I said, Congratulated him and said, you know, it uh, hopefully it does what we hope it's gonna do and bring some extra cars in and extra, some extra fans in. Well, the one thing you can't take away, I know you know, every track gets a bad rap or something, whatever it may oh, be. Yeah. But he certainly tries. He tries these different things and if it works, great. If it don't, well, then you just don't do it again. And that's simple as is, but you, you'll never know unless you try. Oh, and that's it. And, you know, you compare Big Diamond to any other track. I, I was thinking about this. They pay more money per race probably than anybody. You know, just, you know, Grandview has their moneymaker. They have... The you know fourth riders they have the uh, sixer, and I'm, I'm not putting them down or anything, but you know then the rest of them are just regular shows. This you know we we have special money shows all the time. Yeah, it's like I said, it's crazy. We we have a shortened season in comparison to a lot of other places, but we just pump this thing full of whatever it is we can. So, um, you know, people like to complain, oh, it's a Friday night, you guys start late. Why is the show running so late? Well, let's be honest. I've been to other tracks on a Friday night that run one division or two divisions, and they ask you to pay the exact same amount of price to get in the gate. And even if their one division runs really, really well and it's a good show, I still never felt that I paid the right price. It was never justified with me, but everyone needs to look at our schedule and go, there's something for everyone across the board, whether you're a wingless person, whether you're a sprint car person. The only thing we don't have this year are late models, which we were close, but, you know, we we try and make it a variety of things. Without going crazy, you know, we're not going to bring in things that are unrealistic, but it's the variety. You know, don't get me wrong. There are nights I love going to Grandview because I know exactly what they're going to have. I know the order of events. And if I don't want to have a late night or I can show up late, I know where I can go. But for the people that 
We have in our grandstands, which are the majority are locals. We want to give them something special. Right. Oh, yeah. The, the schedule has so much variety in it. It's, you know, and what I like this year is that I didn't really look through the whole Easter era entire schedule, but that doesn't, I don't think there's more than four divisions a night, any night. Well, I, I push for that because, as you know, it gets to be really hectic and chaotic. Um, you know, the only night we're going to run into an issue is going to be EMMR night that I can see, but also that's one division is rookies. That's a feature only. And the EMMR vintage exhibition, they're going to break it up into two or three different sessions, which is great because we can use them as a buffer in between certain things. So where there is five divisions, I can still leverage it to our advantage. So. Now we get into June, kicking off with, yes, this event did move a little bit earlier in the season, but we get the Super Dirt Car Series Big Block Modifieds back for the Anthracite Assault. little change to this this year, paying $10,000 to win versus the $7,500 last year. Yeah, it's, that's a series I always look for. You know, I'm a modified guy, always have been, always will be. And, you know, the Super Dark Car Series has always been something I've followed. And uh, I think you got, you know, obviously we have two touring series for the modifies, and they're both very good and a lot of the same drivers. But the uh, Super Dark Car Series is something I always look forward to. Even when I was back, you know, in the Farmington days and the East Windsor days and all that, I was always... You know, always get excited to see the traveling guys come in. That you don't ever get. That you don't get to see that often because most of them are from New York. So, it's a good night. Um, I can't wait till the. I think we got a rain day, and then there's a race after Sailing's Road the next night. So, it gives them guys a chance to come down for two days instead of just one up and back. Right, which can definitely increase your car count. You know, and of course the the surprise. Well, I guess we're gonna find out. You know, this week, as this episode is going to drop on Sunday, this week is Super Dirt Car Series kicking off at Volusia. We'll see who shows up for that. Maybe we'll hear of some more commits to the full schedule. And also, how many of our in-house guys, our regulars, end up with a big block or a big block ride or an opportunity? Someone like a Loud Rhymer who got the opportunity and now has had this ride for three years now. So you never know what may come of this, who may end up showing up in maybe someone else's car or a second car or their own. So we'll see what happens. I know a couple of our guys love the big block stuff. I'm sure Mike Guler is already salivating at this event. He loves his big block, but um, it'll be a, another great car count, especially with that two day show deal with Sealands Grove. And I love the fact that we have a rain date, you know, let's hope that there's no chance that it happens twice in the same week. Yeah. So really, so yeah, and I know, uh, you know, uh, Dwayne Howard, you know, Butch Getz bought a big block for this year. So Dwayne, I know Dwayne and Butch are looking forward to, you know, battling with the regulars on our home track, and they're excited about it. So yeah, there's another one that'll be there, and then you, know, you always get some you don't think are going to be there that'll show up. So always, always, and then we are going to run that same Friday night. The Fayish Memorial and the Roadrunner Crazy Eights at the same time. Modifies on the card, of course. It should not be that big of a deal as most of our 
small block guys do not run a big block, but the ones that do can definitely handle two shows in one week or three if they're going to run Seal and Scrove. Who knows? Uh, crates are going to run for $1,045 to win Roadrunner Crazy 8's four eight-lot features. I always have fun with this. I love not telling the guys what the invert number is for the next feature. And, of course, our rookies are on as well. So typically a, a regular show. Um, I like the Crazy 8s kind of, I can, again, I can use them to break up the night, put them wherever I feel necessary, um, and go from there. Yeah, that's always, the Roadrunner, the Crazy 8s are always a fun night for them guys, and I think they enjoy it too. And uh, Like you said, you can sprinkle the features out in between other things, and uh, the night usually flows really easy. Yep, absolutely. And then we go to, to the following week, kicks off Eastern Storm, USAC. Wingless sprint cars are in town on the East Coast here. And we have the Thursday date for the second year in a row, along with our 358 Modifieds and Roadrunners. Crates will be off that night. The only difference this year, we are not putting on the Friday date in the event that Thursday rains out. If it happens to be that, then everyone gets a free week off. Fine with me. I'm setting sail for Bermuda that Saturday. Won't be back till the following Thursdays. It's a perfect time. I can relax and pack. I'll be perfectly uh, fine with that. <laughs> oh, nice. Good for you. And then we go to the following Friday. Another event that I pushed for. Lasting Legends Night. This is our variation of a nostalgia night. Um, want to bring in some of the old timers from, you know, we've been around 50 years now. Let's bring in some of the people from years past. You know, we have a lot of new fans in the grandstands, a lot of younger fans that may have never had the chance to see some of these guys race or even had a chance to ever see them, period. So we're going to bring in a bunch of the, uh, the guys from years past that have had accomplishments at Big Diamond. And uh, we'll do an autograph session. We're going to get some um, posters made up with everyone on it that they can take for free and have each driver sign them. And uh, a little memento. And I'm hoping to grow this event down the road. Maybe one or two of these guys, you know, will have a vintage car of some sort that they could arrange to have show up or whatever the case may be. But I'm looking forward to seeing... Uh, you know, a lot of the fans that have stuck around for many years to see the guys that they remember from their childhood. Yeah, and that, that I'm looking forward to that as well. I saw that on there because, uh, you know, I've been going to Big Diamond only for like the past, you know, 10 years maybe. And uh, other than a coal cracker here and there. But and a lot of the guys that I know people send me pictures or I see pictures of from back in the day. I don't know them either. So it'd be, it's going to be cool to see them and, uh, you know. I always I try to get to Orange County when they had their nostalgia night a couple times, and it's a really cool deal for the fans. You usually get a good crowd, and the autograph sessions really go good, and it, it's usually a fun time. And like you said, everybody gets to see people that they've heard about and never saw or met, and usually them guys are like they like the older guys like to chat it up. So it that's going to be a fun time. Oh, absolutely. And it may even draw out some of the fans that haven't been there in 20 years or exactly. 10 years, yep. or 30 years, because, you know, their favorite from back in the day is going to be there and just to say hi or, or whatever the case may be. So, yeah, it's going to be a great event. Uh, let me roll the Friday, June 28th, Double B Bob Bowers Memorial. So 
Um, Jeff Bowers has been a big supporter of the track over the last couple of years. Got a chance to meet him and, and talk with him a bunch. And we're going to put together this memorial event for the Roadrunners. This is huge. Twin 12s, 12 lap features, 500 to win each feature. That's only a double heat race to win 500. And for the Roadrunners, guys, that's a lot of money. And then, of course, we have our modifieds, 602 Create Sportsman, and the past 305 Sprint cars who always put on a stellar show when they show up. Yeah, yeah they do. It's not, one of, I've, it's not one of my favorite divisions, but I've got to watch them a couple times at Big Diamond, and uh, they've, they've put on really good shows, and uh, I've, I've grown to enjoy them a lot. You know, one thing about past that I've gotten to get accustomed to, and even even mass when when they would show up, it's hard when you don't know the drivers, right? When you exactly, yep. You you don't know what to expect. You don't know who's supposed to be good, who's surprisingly good. Is the guy leading supposed to be leading? You know all these things, right? Well, for my time that I spent at Port Royal watching pass at Diamond Sealands Grove, wherever I've gotten a chance to see them. I've gotten accustomed to the usual suspects, you know, who are the guys that are expected to win the fast cars, the guys who have had some bad luck, whatever the case is, it changes the world when you're watching these, these guys. So for anyone that not has not had a chance to see these guys live, I highly entice you to even go back on uh, DT.TV, some of the past events they've ran with us, go check out the replays. Go check out some of Port Royal's replays. These guys can put on a really good show. Yeah, they do. So, you know, I'm looking forward to having them there again this year. Yeah, I said, yeah, I've got to know a couple of drivers. I'm watching them at Big Diamond, and I've seen some of the shows at Port Royal. And, uh, yeah, they, they've come a long way. And, the, you know, they're the talent, they have talent there, and they, they do put on a good show for the fans. 100%. Then we roll into July, Friday, July 5th, our 4th of July spectacular. Um, hope you're not too hungover for our show from the night before. Georgie Stevenson Memorial, a great event every year. B&H Landscaping Night. Modifieds back to running the Twin 20s. Cannot wait for that. Of course, Crates, Roadrunners, Excel Mods, and the spectacular fireworks show. Yeah, it's always a fun night. Brings the crowd out, you know, the fireworks, the... Uh... Whatever Jake does is has done do the fireworks. They always do a really good job. And um, twin twenties are just they're they're fun because there ain't no uh, you can't hang back. You got to go. You know it. I it, it's it's so weird the stuff that sticks in your memory, right? Every time I hear Georgie Stevenson twin twenties, what I constantly remember is Matt Stangle getting his first modified win at Diamond. That's yeah, all absolutely. I can remember. But it's one of them things where, like you said, you have to get up and go. It's five laps less than a typical feature, yes. But it also gives the guys who are starting up in the handicap a chance to maybe hang on just a little bit longer. You know, those five laps at the end of a normal feature, you know, the the hound, the dogs are coming. But in this event, it gives that chance that maybe one of these guys can get away and, and lead by a stretch and hang on for, for their first win. Who knows what may happen? Sure. If you stretch, you get one without a caution you really get some, that's when you get your new winners. 
the following Friday, a regular four-division show for us. But something new this year, it's the Georgie Stevenson Memorial Rain Date, which is nice. I don't believe fireworks are going to be included in the rain date. I think that is just the layover from the Modifieds Twin 20s, which is awesome. It gives it a chance to redeem itself if the July 5th show happens to rain out. Then we go on to one of Jake's favorite races. Not my personal favorite. I just don't like the appearance of it. But Friday, July 19th, the topless night. 358 Modifieds running 30 laps without the roofs on. 7000 to win this year. That is a lot of money to run topless. Also, crates running for 1200 to win. Road runners and, of course, rookies are also on the card. Again, I'm not a huge fan of what these guys look like without their roofs on, but Jake loves it. Apparently, fans like it. And, uh, you know, adds a little bit of a strategic thing in there. You got to be able to handle your car just a little bit better, I guess. But um, 7,000 to win, again, who knows who shows up. Yeah, for seven grand, that's, you know, pretty good. I'm assuming that's a regular uh, handicap night, too, correct? Yep, so good. Trying to get, you know, we looked at the schedule again, having the shorter amount of weeks. And yes, we do have a lot of big paying races. We don't want to cut out the points battle because of that reason. You know, that, so when we used to do the three-week handicap, that's what sucked about it was first week, okay, is the opener. It's a draw show. Yes, it's a point show. But then it was Money in the Mountains. Then you had to wait two more weeks to really get your full handicap in the swing and by then depending on weather you might be in june already so that getting rid of a lot of the draw shows yes the outsiders are you know we'll have to tag the rear and, and work for it but it helps the points battle helps our regulars stay vested and everything and you know again those guys who start up in the first three four rows of a feature because of handicap are going to be really appreciative of that fact and and the added part of this night, these the the Getz girls are amazing with with their dedication to doing all this stuff. Believe it or not, a lot of this is just Kalen and Danica's ideas. Butch has nothing to do with this. Um, it was their idea to get a a bike night going. Great concept. They're looking to get a ridiculous amount of bikes to give out to kids. Bikes. It, it's nuts. It's nuts, right? So. I wish them nothing but the best of luck in getting uh, teams to help out, sponsors to help out, drivers to help out, crew guys, families, whatever. Um, get with them, get in contact with them, and see how you can help out donating whatever it is, money, a bike, whatever the case is, to give a bunch of kids who will really appreciate getting a brand new bike um, that either don't have one, can't afford one, there's broke whatever the case may be just a great gesture and these girls do it all on their own it's fantastic yes it is it's a good family absolutely absolutely is then we roll on to friday july 26th this one i again i was shocked when i seen it i had no idea this was coming wingless sportsman fossil fuel 35 35 lapper for the wingless sportsman five thousand to win I don't know that these guys race for 5,000 to win anywhere, let alone run 35 laps. This is going to be insane. It's, again, just a great 
idea. And I guess Steve Wilbur is doing that hell of a job with this division. And it's not like he runs it. He's just kind of the guy who was just given the responsibility of being an organizer. So um, awesome, awesome event to see. Crates are on, Rogue Runners, Excel Mods, and Rookies, five divisions. However, one of them, again, is Rookies, only a feature. Then we roll into August. August 2nd, Dave Camp Memorial, always on the schedule every year. Mods are running for 4,000 to win. Crates, 1,000 to win. Roadrunners, 500 to win. And the East Coast Legend Series makes its return as well. Another great paying event for three divisions. Can't say enough about it. No, absolutely not. Uh, I can't. You know, Dave Camp Memorial, it's always a nice, well-attended race. And, you know, for someone that's uh, supported the Speedway over the years and 4,000 to win for, a, you know, 25 that feature, you can't beat that. No, and John Dietrich, uh, who I believe was Dave Camp's best friend, really close friend, however you want to however you want to phrase it. He also tries to get lap money, at least for the Roadrunners, tries to get some special awards, whether it be halfway leader, um, first one on the, t- on the hook, whatever it may be. He tries to get a bunch of contingency awards uh, going for this event, especially for the Roadrunners, if not some for the crates as well. So it's nice to see those guys getting some attention as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely is. He, uh, yeah, Johnny puts on a. He always gets them extra awards for everybody, and that that I know the racers really appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Friday, August 9th, the return of the four ten sprint cars once again. God, I'm hoping it goes a lot smoother than last year. No fault of anyone in particular just got hectic on the start of the feature balled some guys up um not a good thing to see but again it, it's no fault of ours let's just say that but um 5,000 win for the for the 410s on knoxville weekend williams grove is off yes of course you won't see guys like danny dietrich or anthony macri or brent marks or justin peck they will all be at knoxville trying to win god close to two hundred thousand dollars at this point but there's still, I don't know, 80 to 100 410 sprint cars in the state of Pennsylvania alone that have nowhere to race that Friday, hoping they come and support the show. Again, guys who have 360s or 358s that want to try to make the show absolutely can. And along with our modifieds, crates, and road runners on the card. Yeah, no, I always look forward to the 410s there. It's, uh, you know, we have... The shows have been good. We, you know, one year we got messed up because of the rain, didn't have too many, but uh, I love the 410 sprinkler. So when they come to our track, it's just uh, a big bonus for me. Yes, absolutely. And we definitely do get the support of the fans from Central PA. Saw a bunch yeah, of guys definitely. there, um, you know, wearing some nostalgia sprint car shirts from back in the day, guys who have been doing this for a long time. So, um, you know, Freddie, <laughs> Freddie put on a spanking last year. Um, really was in, I think he was, he took the checkered at the shop before second place crossed, um, absolutely dominant performance, but, um, yeah, it's going to be another great, great event once again. Yeah, no, and I always get like, you can, I can tell by, I always get requests for media credentials from guys that are go to Williams Grove and all that, that 
want to come see the you know come see the uh, sprint cars come to Big Diamond. So you know it's a uh, it's a must see event. Absolutely is. Uh, Friday, August sixteenth, Prelude to the Coal Cracker. Once again, this one is planned to be a handicap show. No problem with that whatsoever. 50 laps is a long time. You have a lot of time to, to work your way through the field if you need to. Modifies running 50 laps, 10,000 to win. Crates, Roadrunners, and Rookies also on the card. <clears throat> so a typical four-division show. Extra laps, extra money on top. Yeah, it's always a great race to prelude. And, uh, and you know, you usually get guys coming in just to... Uh, Get their car, get some laps on the big diamond before the uh, you know, the, the coal cracker in a few weeks. So, um, you know, being it's going to be a handicap race, we'll see what happens. But, uh, like you said, Grandview, the Forest Rogers is a handicap race. So, and if they qualify in your heat race in the top four, they're going to start no worse than 12th. So, if you can't get the 12th at the front in 50 laps, you, you know, you shouldn't be racing. So, there you have it. That's all it takes. I'm not mistaken. This was the race last year. Alex Jankowski went 22nd to 4th. Yes, I believe so. So there you have it. Eight, what? That's that's 18 spots. That's a lot. That's yeah, that's no, a lot of spots. Lot. It, it's doable. Yeah. It really is. Oh, so. it's doable. You know, it, Jake's, especially later as the season goes along, the track seems to get better and better. And more, you know, with more passability into it. So, uh, yeah, there's no reason nobody can come from back there to win the race. For sure. For sure. Definitely can happen. Uh, Friday, August 23rd, Red, White, and Blue Autos Night, Modifieds, Roadrunners, East Coast Legend Series, and the return of the United Racing Club 360 Sprint Cars, the longest touring sprint car series in America, returns to the 38s in the mountain love seeing these guys of course we're really good friends with uh keith harrow and michelle who are their scorers and race directors um great people great organization they seem to have a constant set of regulars that are always running which is nice and uh if mark smith and davy frank show up it's going to be one hell of a show even without them it will be a good show but Mark Smith knows how to win at Big Diamond, that's for sure. Yeah. Now, the URC, URC series is always cool when they come in. Um, it used to, it's funny because years ago, you always get, you always had that car where a couple of modified drivers would jump in and run with the URCs. Of course, that doesn't happen anymore, but um, it's still a fun organization to watch. Everybody that runs it, you know, from the Wellers and Still Wagons, and, you know, Burt comes in to be still doing their announcing. Um, it, it's a fun time. and they can't, I, you, I always can't wait. To, I always look forward to seeing the URCs when they come in anywhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're, they're just, and this may sound weird, but it's nice knowing they're not going to show up with 40 race cars. Right. No, they bring a core group and you'll get a couple extras, but you're right. It's not going to be 40 sprint cars there. It's, uh, it's enough to make it feel, but it's just makes the night get a little quicker. Yep. And on the racing's good. And the racing's good. Yeah, That's all is. that matters. Friday, August 30th, Championship Night, and also USS Aki Night. All of our in-house divisions with the addition of the Excel 600 Modifieds. Again, five divisions. However, rookies, of course, feature only. No big deal. And we will be looking to crown our champions. And 
This also means if this knight happens to be won by Mother Nature, that's it. Points are final. I'm making that known right now. There is no option for a uh, rain date. I know that comes up at other facilities from time to time. I want to make sure I, I make that known. Yes, it does. <laughs> but, again, uh, ever since the reformat of the handicap and the point structure, it's always come down to the final night. Um, it's going to be interesting, once again, to see what may what may happen. And then the grand finale, Sunday, September 1st, Jack Rich, Inc., Cole Cracker, 72, Modifieds, 72 laps, 15,000 to win, 600 to take the green, Crates running 25 laps, 1,500 to win, Roadrunners also on the card. Who knows what transpires? It's, uh, I keep saying it, since I've worked at the track, there has not been a repeat Cole Cracker winner. No, that's been one in a while. We'll see what transpires. Uh, who looks out with the redraw, guys? Um, I will say this. So I know some people were skeptical of my op, my uh, my double down option for the draw last year. I had more participation with the double down redraw than I thought I would. I had I. I also then contributed money to second and third, which was nice. So it bumped up their pay. The best part about the night. So crates were complaining that they did not have this option. So crates, get ready. I'm giving you this option coming up this year at the coal cracker. Mods and crates will both have the double down opportunity to pay another entry fee before they draw their initial chip. And if they want to pick again, they can, but they must keep the second one. Some guys benefited largely off of this. Mike Lasowski drew a 41, had the chance to redraw, pulled the one. Billy Pass Jr., not so much, did not, <laughs> did not like the results. But I went down to Victory Lane, of course, for Loudon, and uh, I thanked Godown, who was second, Dwayne, who was third. Dwayne gave me the best compliment I've ever had in my life at a, at a racetrack and working in this industry. He said just the concept alone of the double down is a game changer because it's something different. You know, I compare it to, you know, I'm a bowler, right? So I compare it to going to bowl a league. If every league was exactly the same, you paid the same, you made the same amount of money. You bowled the same amount of games. It was the same amount of people per team. And that's all that there was. It would get boring. To And yes, drivers do think like this at times. It can get stagnant. It can get boring. For someone that's been around for 30 years, a multi-time track champion at multiple tracks, to speak up on that behalf and give me the reassurance that what I'm doing or what I did was a good thing. I took it to, um, I will take that to the grave. So absolutely. I love the participation. I think guys are more interested about it now because they saw how it played out. They saw how many did it. I think I'm going to see more participation come this year too. Yeah, I, I think you will. I think you definitely will. Uh, it was fine. Yeah, give them an option and you know, 
they they always bitch. They draw lousy numbers. Well, here you go. Put your money up. Draw again. Yeah, I, what happens. You know, it's um, it's an opportunity. I mean, fifteen thousand to win. You're paying a hundred dollar entrance fee. What's another hundred dollars if you're going to win fifteen thousand? That's what Loudon thought. You know, well, so now you profited fourteen nine or fourteen eight at that point. Not that big of a difference. So, no, I think all in all, our season's shaping up so well. It's so, on my end, chaotic but organized. It's just a lot of moving pieces, a lot of visiting divisions, a lot of extra special events. Um, but it, it again keeps it very exciting for us as well. Um, one thing I got to ask you before we wrap this up, though, I need predictions, man. I need to know your predictions. Who's going to be our modified big champion at the end? Who do you think is going to win the crates? And who do you think are going to be some of the surprises that we see? Uh, guys, maybe picking up a win that haven't or haven't in a while. What are you, what are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking Jack Butler's going to get a win this year. I agree. Hands down. I, 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 he's been fast up there every time he's been there. Uh, it's going to take him a while to learn. Like you say, he's always been there in extra distance races. Now he's got to learn to adapt 25 laps. But uh, I, I think I do think he's my surprise guy to get a win this year. Um, the crate sportsman? Wow. Um, yeah, all the big three from last year aren't coming back. So uh, not full-time anyway. So it's really up in the air. Uh, Kevin Olnick. Um, he impressed me a lot last year. I thought he did really well. And uh, if Paulie Hartwick sticks out a whole year, he could be tough too. Yeah, it's this is the division I don't know what's happening because there hasn't been a lot of chatter. And, and unfortunately for crates, they don't get a lot of the media attention as modifieds do. It's just nature of the beast. But yeah, so, so to your point, Logan is not running full time. I believe when he is running, he's going to run the modified. Danny Buckafusco, unfortunately, is out of a ride at this moment. His car owner decided to that was uh, weird. go do other things, which is fine. Everyone's entitled to. Um, Brandon Edgar is moving, moving up to, to Modifieds. And I don't know what is happening right now with Jordan Hem. I know he's racing the four-car Grandview full-time. That's all I heard. Right. So at this point, really don't know what's happening. He does have his own car. So yeah, if, he, he if he really wanted to, he could. Um, he could run his own car, but I don't know what's happening. Um, Paulie, I don't think, is going to commit to a full season. He is excelling fastly in the asphalt modified stuff. When that picks up, I think he's gone for a while. Yeah, I think this is the time that we see, you know, Jack Sion got a lot of hype last year because he picked it up so quick. But yeah, he's won, yeah. If our top four guys and points aren't there, the door is open. Brennan Chapman, another one, could easily run each week and progress. Again, the big dogs aren't there. What happens? So it's going to be interesting, to say the least, when it comes to the crates. I can't make a prediction. I really can't. No, I can't either. But I'm just going by off of last year. And I know right. Kevin Olenek was pretty fast a lot. He had a couple wins. and. You know, I think he had a lot of top five. So I'm just expecting oh, yeah. him to do the same, move up a little bit. Does Nick DeSanta show up every week? Exactly. That's yep. a, that's another one that can totally derail any guesses. 
at this point, we're going to have to wait and see who shows up every week, basically. And that, unfortunately, at the end of the season, it might be someone that just showed up every week. Right, exactly. So the mod and you know the modifies are just um, we have so. I mean, I think obviously, I think the points champions are going to come from one of the guys that normally are up there. But uh, yeah, we have so many new guys coming in this year. It's unbelievable. Uh, Michael Burrows moving up, and uh, Mike Shanks moving up, uh, and you know Jack Butler coming, Brandon Egger moving up. And, um, yeah, right. It's just so much change in the modified this year. It's gonna be unbelievable. But when it comes down to the point championship, I it's it's hard to pick between Dwayne and Brett. It's, it's just. Either one of them, too. I think one of them, too, is going to win it. I, it's hard to put, put each of them. You know, I, I'll take the Wayne. Just, you know, I'm good friends with the Getzes, and I think my, my, my name's on the car. So, that you know, I'll go with that. Oh, you're tainted. That's what it is. Exactly. I see it. But <laughs> there's some things that, all right, if Nick Roshinsky can keep his cool, that could be a factor. If yes, Nick, Nick, Nick was a big improvement. He's improved every year there. If Lawbot can avoid the nuance mechanical issues that always seem to just happen at the wrong time. If he has a clean season, who knows what that car does? He definitely is showing signs of the old Rick that used to dominate Diamond. Yeah, and he changed the motor builders this year, so that should I that that who knows what that does that that could be a flip of a coin we we will never know who knows how Brett Tonkin takes to the track Brett Tonkin yeah now I I I sat with I went to that Champions Night at EMPA and um I sat Brett sat with us with me and Logan and Ryan Leslie and all them and uh, Brent's coming in he's got an open attitude towards it he's like you know I got to learn he's not coming in here saying I'm champion I was champion at 10K and I'm gonna come in here and. Right. You know, do the same thing. He he's very smart about it. He knows it's gonna take him a time to get used to that track. He's not used to the bigger tracks like that, but uh he's confident he can get it. And but he's also accomplished. He has wins at multiple Absolutely. tracks. Yes, he is a southern tier guy, but um I I think he will adapt. I think he's gonna adapt quicker than than Roshinsky did. Just just my opinion. I again I could be wrong. So here's the the thing that, you know, not diving into rumor and innuendo as a lot of people do, but we know Craig Von Dorn is not going to be a regular this year. So there goes that. Um, At this moment in time, and I heard it straight from the horse's mouth two weeks ago, Jeff Strunk does not have a ride. Who knows what happens there? Now, granted, he ends up on a ride. I don't care whose it is. He's going to be a threat. Sure, he sure is. Does Gouler have a better year? I hope so. Um, yeah, it can always I, happen. I, you know, I forgot about Mike, but yeah, Mike's he's, he's a pack track champion there, so it can always happen. Um, again, another guy who's very accomplished has a lot of wins at a lot of different places, um, multiple track championships at different racetracks. If their program's on point, look out. There's there's so many factors that we're gonna have to wait to see how things play out to really make a prediction. Um, but things can change real quick, and 
I'll, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll bring up Lawbach as the example. You know, when he ran Dick Beaver's car, it was not good. But then switched, did his own thing and brought out the 20 and it was like night and day. So anything can change with any of these programs or drivers that will tip that scale in the right direction. So, yeah. And, and you got to have a little luck on your way, you know, like Cresley had a couple of problems last year. Engines, you know, luckily a couple of them were on draw nights where it was, uh, you know, everybody just got show up points and that didn't hurt them. So you gotta have, you gotta be a little lucky in that regard too. Well, so there again, let's bring up how many handicap shows there are going to be versus draw shows as compared to previous years. That could be a real big difference. You know, we would have, you know, Topless Night might be a draw or the Camp Memorial or Fayish Memorial. All these different shows potentially were draw shows. Now they're definitely not. And now you don't have that kind of freebie to just show up and something go wrong. Who cares for points sake? Yeah, if, um, if I counted up, we got three draw shows. That's other it. than the coal cracker. I believe it's three for mods, three for uh crates, and that that's it. Like we don't need more than that. So no, it's gonna be a no, no. real interesting year. Um I'm hoping I see a different winner in victory lane for super dirt. Same with USAC, just something different, you know. I, yeah, I love no, I agree with that. I love knowing Tanner Thorson will always have his first USAC sprint car victory at Big Diamond. He, that's forever etched in stone. You can't take that away. So I'm hoping, you know, some of these guys may get their big break or resurgence in Minersville this year. So, yeah, no, nah, it's going to be a great year. Very unpredictable year as usual. And uh, it's, you know, I can't wait till April. For sure, man. It's coming so quick. But um, no, thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate your insight, and uh, we're going to have one hell of a year. Yeah, we are. It, it's going to be good. Thanks to Jake and Jasmine for putting up with uh, all of us <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, putting up the money to bring the teams together and bring them into the race at Big Diamond. So it's uh, definitely, you know, my favorite track, and can't wait till the season starts on April 12th. That's right, man. All right, take care, and uh, I'm sure I'll talk to you later on. 